There he is. You know what that is? Is that Batch 22? It's the sound of Christmas. The sound of terror. Bells on a sleigh. It is. We, it's, ba it's Batch 22. Well, we all know what you're doing this evening. You're drinking alone. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm drinking alone. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing good. You know, in the midst of the Christmas seasonal chaos. Um, oh, yeah. Like everybody, just buffeted by the winds of of Omicron. <laughs> buffeted by the winds. Yeah. Fate, family, and frantic, frenetic commercialism. Well, I'm for the most part avoiding that part, but just getting all the work done. You got to get done before everything shuts down and getting the uh, getting the stuff you got to do done. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard yeah. when it's not Christmas. It's hard when it's... That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And uh, so you've been busy, no time to watch anything? Um... We no, that's yeah. We've been watching some stuff over here. Um, oh yeah, what have you watched? Well, we're we're really into this new. There's a new show. I think it's new. It's new to us anyway. It's on Hulu. It's called um, Bloods. It's a British comedy uh, about paramedics, and it's it's uh, pretty damn entertaining. Um, uh, that we've been liking a lot. So these are the people who handle the bodies before they end up in the the morgue in the show that i've been watching i guess so yeah 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 okay. where yeah. it gets very serious yeah no these people are not these are still alive these people <clears throat> okay. hopefully but it's you know it's a lot of gallows humor as you'd expect it's very funny and anybody we know in it i don't mean that we know but that that we there, would know of there the are audience... there are but you know my mind being what it is these days i have to go on a imdb to refresh my memory okay um yes bloods tv i'm not seeing it bloods there it is oh yeah it's uh jane horrocks is in it she was in oh. a movie called uh little voice yeah um and um uh samson ko who's really killing it on the show he's just beyond belief funny um You've seen him in stuff, I'm sure, British comedies. Okay. Um, and Julian Barrett, who I love from a show, a movie called Mindhorn. Did you ever see Mindhorn? I did not see Mindhorn. Well, then that's my that's my Christmas gift to all of you uh, out there, <clears throat> and to you, my brother. Mindhorn. Mindhorn. Mm-hmm. I'll check that out. I watched a movie last night. Uh which when I told you I was going to watch it, you said something that made me laugh for about 10 minutes. Um, I watched The Unforgivable. Okay. New movie with, uh, on Netflix with Sandra Bullock. Mm -hmm. The always interesting to watch, Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm -hmm. John Bernthal, Viola Davis, Richard Thomas. Um, thought it was by and large a really good story. Um, but with a little, uh, some extraneous things they didn't need in it to tell the story. Um, 
but by and large pretty good. But 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 this is not one I think you're going to be running out to watch, right? Well, I don't I don't know that I would say that on a show. <laughs> oh, that's right, because you, you still know. want to have a career. Still have a vague, you know. <laughs> You haven't yeah. given up yet on well, life. Only, only does that, it causes me mild hesitation. I, I, <laughs> I you know, it, my you very well know what my go-to kinds of movies are. Yeah, this isn't it. Um, but maybe you know. But the thing is, I always love being surprised, and and a lot of my favorite movies are movies I wouldn't think I'd like, but they're just they happen to be movies I like. I liked this. I don't think it's your kind of story necessarily. Okay, she's at a she gets out of prison or something, and and she uh, gets out of prison. She killed a cop. Okay, um, which is frowned on. People uh, don't like that in most circles. Yeah. Um, there are other people who apparently you are allowed to kill. Okay. Um, and I mean, not in this movie, but just in general in the world, there are people who you are allowed to kill, and uh, you are uh, lionized for it. Um, fetid, fetid at political conventions for cert killing certain kinds of people. Um, but police, you're not supposed to kill. And I, I agree with that. I'm not making, I'm not saying, oh, you should be able to kill police. I, I don't oh, believe I, that. Uh, but let's see, let's get off this topic. Because I was just going to wait until you stopped talking about, it. was that <laughs> politics? I'm not, wait, I'm confused. <laughs> okay. Anthony Jeselnik, too, I have been watching. Uh, and an and interesting named person. A comedian, some stuff on Netflix. If you like your humor darker than dark, um, you go right ahead and watch watch yourself some Anthony Jeselnik. Okay. Really dark. I and do Tom like Segura, that. also. A couple of Tom Segura Netflix uh, comedy I, specials. I do know Tom Segura stuff. He's great. I, yeah. I do know about him. Justin, oh, I know I've heard, but I can't place, and um, <clears throat> that's as much help as I can give you. Yeah. So you've seen more um, things than I have. Yeah, you, I've been uh, I've been busy on the TV this past week. I've been busy on everything, but uh, having to sort of refresh myself by watching a little TV. Did you um, write? Uh, did you write? Did you see uh, the final thirty ninth episode of this British show? Or are you still working on that? No, I'm still working my way through. Okay. Uh, one of one of my favorite characters left. Henge, it's called Henge with, right? <laughs> Woodworthy Manor. Okay. Um, uh, no, it's called <laughs> it's called Silent Witness uh. because the 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 where they are getting the evidence is the dead body. Get it? They're silent. They can't speak. Right. Ah, uh, yes, I see. Silent Witness. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I'm still working on that. But see, I wasn't going to bring it up because you said I had to. I watched other things because you said uh, you were sick and tired of me talking. I was afraid you weren't going to bring it up this show. And I thought maybe you weren't. We were off book. Some, something went wrong. So you I want wanted to make sure. To talk about it all the time, no matter what. We have a similar thing on uh, P for Paranormal where um, Maddie likes to talk about Rocky. So I'm trying to get off of him talking about Rocky. Now I got. I got. I got this, but I'm I'm helping the problem. I'm throwing gas on this. I apologize. My friend Mark Morosi is sending me text messages as we're uh, as we're uh, doing our show, telling me to say hello to you. Oh well, thank you. Say hello back. I will. I don't think he's watching the show. 
Uh, well, if he was watching the show, he could be commenting, apparently. But uh, Right. Anyway. He doesn't want to be associated with it. But little did he know you'd mention his name. Yeah, there you go. So I guess, um, unless there's something else, I guess uh, we're going to have to talk about this movie. And and, and th- those of you who listen to the show regularly, I I think know that, that uh, my brother Anthony and I do not talk about the movie before coming on the show so that we can... Um, we talk about which movie we're going to watch. We're talking That's about, about which, it. But we do not discuss our reaction to it. So we come into the show, each of us not knowing what the other one thinks of it. Uh, and this has caused no end of dismay uh, to each of us. But I think probably more often to Anthony than to me that he. Uh, we're going to be getting to some movies later in the year that will cause dismay for me when Anthony. Uh, what what shall, what shall, what do we say? Craps all over them. Oh, now really? <laughs> I'm going to be wonderful. I'm going to be yeah. open minded. I'm going to try to see things that uh, yeah. that you're going to you're going to open my eyes to stuff. But I try to be open minded with some of these movies that he recommends, and uh, and that brings us to tonight's offering: 1980s Christmas Evil. Um. And I'm guessing you're in a bit of suspense now as to what I thought of this. Well, that would imply that I've 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 allowed my heart to stay in this game, but I'm too afraid of getting hurt. So I I haven't really. Really? So you 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 place no bets on whether. No, I do. I I do place. I I, you know what? Actually, this is a hard one. I might I might say that I could see you being on board with this. Uh Um because it does some of the things that you've that you've complained about other movies uh you know before not doing and this kind of does some of those things so i'm gonna say that um go out on a limb come on i'm gonna say that you're favorable towards it favorable well i'm not i mean i don't think that you're running around telling people to go see it well necessarily. You'd be, well you'd be wrong because i Freaking adored this movie. Really? Yeah, this movie knocked my socks off. Wow. It started slow. I don't mean the movie started slow. I mean the 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 taking off of my socks started slow, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden they flew off across the room and hit the wall. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I didn't think that you would have this kind of reaction to it. This movie. Wow. I will watch this movie again and tie other people to chairs to make them watch it. And if they don't like it, I will explain to them why they are wrong. And and to, to underscore that a little bit of sleigh bells. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, which means to, which means that you love everything about it. So I don't, I don't even need to really question you on, on, uh, on your position. If you feel that strongly, then you pretty much are, are like in love with it. Yeah. And there are even some things about it where I'm like, there's a couple of things I want to talk about where I'm saying, is this a problem with the movie? Or is it a really, really smart choice where they're commenting on Or is it a problem with you? 
with me. That's also got to be in the mix. Yeah, I suppose that's possible. But okay, so I have I've thrown it out there. I've declared my love. Um, uh, we're 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 separating on this one. We're diverging. Really? Okay. Wow. N- not a not, you know it's not a complete left turn like out of the gate because I was impressed by enough things for the first twenty minutes or thirty minutes that I thought, oh, I stumbled on something that I would recommend to everybody. Um, And then I started to uh, lose enthusiasm for that choice as the movie went on, and in my opinion, showed itself to have none of the things in it that it had promised me, really, Um, and instead had some things that I wanted to punch and throw down a flight of stairs. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Okay. There we go. So we're disagreeing on this movie in a way that I didn't expect us to disagree. Mm. Interesting. It's got a lot of things that I, that I would normally say I, I would be really into. And, and, um, some of them I, I am, uh, but I, I, I found it to be both lacking in, it wasn't a joyful enough experience nor was it a grim enough experience. And so I feel it was kind of, you know, uh, noncommittal. Okay. Uh, I I do want to say that one of the things right out of the gate that I loved about this movie was um, I had, as, as you know, a, a deeply troubled childhood. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But well before you arrived on the scene. I understand. I'm talking about before you arrived on the scene. This is hot. This is just very hot tea. Sorry. (laughs) Once you arrived on the scene, everything became wonderful. Um, But in my earlier years, uh, living through various divorces and stuff. You were married very early, as I recall, as a child. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, No, not not my divorce. The divorces of other people, uh, most notably my my uh, my birth mother, not not you, mom. I know you're watching. I know you're watching the show. Um, but my my biological mother and her various um, vagaries and wanderings. So the, and that led me to have a deeply troubled relationship with the song I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Because I grew up wondering why there was a hit Christmas song about mom having an affair. Just gives you a little sneak peek mm-hmm. into my, mm-hmm. my my psyche as a child. You were just hipper than the other kids were. You were hip. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You were hip to it. Yeah. So uh, so this movie begins, and I'll you know with um, mom and the kids sitting on uh, the stairs in 1947 as somebody obviously dad comes down the chimney and and uh places presents under the tree and then cheekily sees the children watching and smiles and gives them a little shush sign and a wink and then the kids go to bed and have an argument about whether or not santa claus is real and one of them throws a hissy fit and leaves the room and wanders back to the stairs and sees mom and santa claus getting busy 
in a very strange way. Busy at way. something. I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> they weren't ma- they weren't doing a puzzle. They weren't making a like <laughs> a puzzle on the table. Puzzle. They weren't um decorating the tree. And they, they weren't were doing making something. love. They, I don't know. Were... That was clearly not happening. I don't know what was going on. Very odd. Um, and then why don't, why don't you tell? And then the, the kids grow up, and uh, one of them starts. Well, to uh, then you know what I'm. What we're basically leading to is that there is there is like Emmanuel two level softcore kissing and you know touching of a of the of his mom's thigh. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's 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 as PG as as that kind of thing was is going to be. It's as PG as you can get in an R movie. Let me remind you, it is an R-rated horror slasher movie. Right. And this uh, is enough to drive the child mad. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Um, I don't... Uh, I don't... Tell so, us I, so, okay, so what happens is they, you know, they flash forward abruptly um, to the present day, which is actually 1980. You say that critically. It's it's not an it's it's a, the other thing was a prologue. That's all. It's not you know. I felt it was abrupt. I felt that not only did they not give me a substantial enough reason for this child to become a maniac, <laughs> uh, not only did they steal that from you know for instance Patrick, a much better movie that goes to great lengths to show you why he is a berserk crazy person. Same reason, but you know. The opening has uh, much more punch, shall we say? Okay. Um, and uh, so we 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 have a we have a brief prologue, as you said. We learn about this incident, um, and uh, we flash forward to present day. And and this kid has grown up, and he's now working at a toy store, which is actually a a toy factory. Yeah. Which is actually a toy company. I'm not sure which or how it works, and he has a job there in some form of management position because he goes to some parties with those people and they say things like hi bob how's that assembly how's that project but he really his heart is more into christmas as a uh you know as a pure thing so he wants um the company to build better toys and toys that are better for kids and then when we follow him home, we also realize that he keeps a series of books at home after watching children with binoculars throughout the neighborhood. Naughty and nice. Which kids in the neighborhood are naughty and which are nice? Um, this <clears throat> is uh, not, believe it or not, I hadn't given up on the movie yet. Believe it or not, I was still going, let's stick with this because hopefully it will, it will go someplace and won't fall into the trap of the thing we complained about last time, which was we don't have a plot. We just have a guy and we get to follow him around going crazier, a little bit crazier, yet crazier still, and marking children to kill without any interjection of humans of any other kind, without any other stories, without a victim we care about, uh wow it, it is basically you know from 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 there on just becomes a uh, a character study a la taxi driver or william lustig's maniac which is actually what this is kind of trying to be wishes it could be 
but it doesn't have the guts to actually make a, a horror movie out of it. That's what I thought. And there you have our show, ladies and gentlemen. And Please I'm not join us next week. <laughs> I'm not just. This isn't just simply payback. It's just happens to be good timing. Let's just right. Put it that okay. Way. See, I this all surprises me because I thought in its its weird mix to me of uh, there's like a weird mix of some realism, some German expressionism some Frankenstein villagers with tort. I mean, weird imagery being mashed into this movie. I thought that would totally turn you on the way it, 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 it plucked from different, um, uh, different traditions. Uh, that, that, that actually, you're right. I mean, I, I like that part of, I like that about the movie. That was okay. one of the things I did like about it. I mean, it, at the end, when the villagers went for the tor when it turned into villagers and torches, I was blown away by that. Like, oh my god, they've turned him into a Frankenstein monster, and and the mob is chasing after him, and that to me tied together this whole thing that I felt through the whole movie uh, as this commentary on the bleakness of middle of the middle-class dream um, that all of the locations and the, the whole world in which the movie took place was this sort of non-aspirational, dull society where nobody had good dreams. No, it, it, you know, the, the, everything was, was, sort of lower middle class it all looked like a queen's neighborhood that you'd want to get out of um every home it was i think in fact exactly that i think yeah. there was stuff shot in, in in like old williamsburg too like on the waterfront uh, yeah yeah and and the fact that you that you never saw anything different to me that it, it created this sort of closed world of of depressing middle class almost on mm. we and nothing to aspire to and go ahead i mean sometimes no budget can help your movie and can look <laughs> like you've made a choice when in fact all you had was your friend's garage well but they were on location they could have shot in a mm -hmm. They could have shown you a nice house. Sure. Sure. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, you're being <laughs> tough. Um, uh, all right, I'm going to bring up some other things. Um, the ballet sequence. I'm sorry. At the beginning of the movie when he's getting dressed was brilliant. Not the worst thing, I guess. No. No. Um, no. No. I, uh, and I'm gonna back up my. I'm gonna back up my thing about this theme of the middle class, the the, the middle class world, and this this um, this sort of dream that's not worth having, is with his repetition about the um, the tune that everybody's dancing to. That he can't figure out the tune that everybody's dancing to. Mm-hmm. 
Maple yes. Dragon says, uh, "Taxi driver meets Santa." Why didn't I think of that? That's right. It was uh, it, made, it was made before you were even watching video nasties, Peter. Yeah. It really was. And actually, uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Tony, because Taxi Driver was one of the one of the comps I had for this. One of the pairings I had for this movie. That's yeah, that, I mean that picture. that's a yeah that's that's a that would be a, a yeah sure I um. You know, I can't argue with you because on those points, because those are all things that I think, yeah, okay, those those were good things about it. Um, I mean, it's certainly not, you know, for me like a like a complete disaster in that way. But it did it didn't accumulate to anything, and I got frustrated by some basic for me. Just they they. It didn't have any scares in it at all. The kills are awful. It's it's a terrible slasher movie for for me for for a lot of reasons, and it has no no palpable actual cinematic style or suspense. There are some good shots, and I would appreciate that they had a dolly, which and they laid track on stuff, which was great. Which is the signifier for a lot of DPs that like oh, I know we don't have a lot of money, but at least they know how to do that. Hats oh, off. Nice. Man. Some nice push-ins. Some nice elegant tracks. That's great. Um, wow. Okay. The, the lighting, you know, did get a little German expressionist sometimes. I thought some of that was cool. Um, but you, instead of instead of giving me, you know, any beeline plot with some great actors you had playing cops, you're going to give me 10 minutes on a roof of him trying to shove himself down a chimney like it's a Mr. Rogers movie, instead of making a horror movie, I've, I, you've lost, you've lost me. I'm not wow. coming back. Okay, that was one of my favorite sequences. Couldn't, I wanted to, I really wanted to punch my own face in when, when I had really? to sit through wow. it. Yeah. Oh God, I, I got, see there, I totally agree with you that it's not a slasher movie, that there were no slasher scares, but I got scared not not ooh slasher scared but i got so anxious in the scene on the roof really yeah about I, what for god's in god's name what had made you anxious um i i started to to care about this guy in a in a weird way like the, the the, the his damage and his struggle and the the way that he 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 does some that he's struggling to do something he wants so badly to live in a better world than he lives in and and they they relentlessly paint the the real world the sane world around him is horrible i mean the scene with steve mandillo confronting santa in front of the children even though he's a murderer but the way it happens and the children defending santa and then steve mandillo hitting his wife and throwing her to the ground in front of the children became so emotionally and morally complicated for me that that we have this Santa who is a killer, but he's rebelling against this world that's that is 
runs the the um the spectrum from dull and boring to cruel and horrible and he wants it to be something better than that and uh, mm. and i you are not buying what i'm selling no, I, at all <clears throat> i mean i see i i see it i see what you're talking about that that didn't that didn't add up to me having a good experience with it. Um, I mean, I think that, you know, we, we've covered some movies that are truly have no character thought in them whatsoever. And on a spectrum of that to this, there's been some thought here. I mean, the, you know, the, the, the actor who plays the crazy Santa, Brandon Maggart, um, he, he brings what he can to it. Like he's trying to inject this with some kind of real character here. And I, I feel what he's trying to do. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I, I felt, I felt like they're, 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 they weren't playing to their strengths in this. And, and then they also just, needed more they needed to do something else they needed to do something else it wasn't it wasn't good enough it wasn't real enough for me to spend an hour and a half with him as a character analysis of this guy that's where i was like okay if we're gonna if you're gonna do a character piece about a damaged person who thinks that they're santa claus and you're gonna really do that you get a bad lieutenant that stuff you gotta really do that they made a grindhouse, you know, cheap thrills movie and they didn't put the cheap thrills in it. Mm. And I felt like instead they gave me a bad, a kind of a cheap B version of a taxi driver um, without anything that with you by and still used tropes and stuff. I didn't really believe. So <clears throat> I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't go on that character journey cause I didn't, feel they made good on the promise of why I would show up to spend an hour and a half to see this would be to get my mind blown by how ludicrously crazy the slasher movie was. It just got more serious and then included characters out of nowhere that I was supposed to care. His brother thing. I was very confused by that. He shows up at his brother's and I, I know, you know, you're not supposed to know right away maybe where he's going, but he watches mm. his brother played by the wonderful De Jeffrey DeMunn, who apparently even at an, at an early age could act a lot. Like he was capable, I, yeah. how, how shall I put it, of a lot of acting. I love Jeffrey DeMunn. I do too. But there's sometimes well, a moment. He swung for the fences. Where you're like, wow, you, you, you love acting so much that you're willing to do more of it here than maybe you need to do. <laughs> okay. Um... Well, there's a comment here that I think is apropos. Um, I'm not going to put it up on screen, but I'll just read it. Uh, Love face XYZ girls here streamers recommends. Okay. Yeah, it's just uh, thank you for that comment, mm -hmm. which you've made three times. We uh, appreciate that. You're, you're not going to get any well, five times. You're not going to get any free advertising. You're very popular. Anymore. Yeah, that's nice. That's lovely. Um, what about... Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out another uh, favorite scene of mine for you to to knock down. Um, <clears throat> the 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 Christmas Eve sad friends and neighbors association dance at which oh, he the Knights of Columbus dance on the on the corner of South, you know, sad and yeah, the corner of sad and and yeah. and maudlin. Um, um yeah i you know creeped me out yeah i thought it was creepy conceptually and i liked the fact that they shot it there and i felt like you know it's weird as i it's kind of like it's it's kind of like a weird stepson of a john cassavetes movie without yeah. any of the things about it that make a john cassavetes movie like really worth the time right because it kind of has that same, we have very limited time, obviously limited budget. We're trying to get good actors. We're trying to do something here. And they didn't spend the extra time working on these characters so that you felt like you were in a full immersion into, into their life. And I think that's a, that was a risky thing to do without, with the lack of funds, script, understanding of it that they seem to have in certain points because... They would cut to some stuff happening with the cops or the scene on the church steps, which is like one of, I mean, the scene on the church steps is, is one of the more poorly managed um, action scenes. I don't know what, it, what to call it exactly. Um, and I don't still know how he gets away. And I don't know why, I don't really understand how they could feel good about keeping that in the movie. Uh, see, see, I bought that because I felt like it was part of that theme of that when he attacks and he stabs the guy, the that the the rest of society in this movie, other than him, like he's an individual and everybody else is a mob. Right. So the mob is in shock or the mob grabs torches, but they don't know how to respond that that everybody around him is kind of dead and he's the only one who's really trying to be alive in a way that's just well okay okay um yeah well maybe so maybe you know, that's that, true that he does that and and they all i mean i agree that it was weird but i felt like it was weird in a in a stylized way in a choice of that they they don't know how to respond respond so they freeze because it's so out of uh out of the realm of any experience that they're capable of processing in the moment um let me let me throw a couple of other uh, bits and things at you to get your response when he murders that that scene where he's murdering the guy in his bed next to his wife when he's smothering him and then the wife wakes up and her and starts screaming, but it's silent. She can't scream out loud for the longest time. Did that creep you out? Uh, a little bit, and it was my favorite sequence. I loved that sequence, but I also, but I also didn't. I loved it kind of because it made me laugh. It oh. actually didn't frighten me. I mm -hmm. thought it was, it was really funny to me, and and kind of like what I would. I, I was hoping the movie would be more full of that or 
or an actual or like you know William Lustig. Have you seen Maniac? Have you seen like William William Lustig stuff or? No, but there were things about this that reminded me of M a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can I can see that. I just, you know I I I get I, I can I can give you that because I think that they were trying to make this thing this character and make it happen and I just feel like they they didn't it wasn't just budget I just didn't feel like they actually created a vibe or a tone for me that I believed in and then yeah. and then they really did go off like you like that chimney scene but for me it read like I'm like it's just can we please get out of here because if you think you can get down a chimney then you're a cartoon character or you're or you're really more out of it than can drive a car so i'm not actually buying even the attempt to do this so then to spend 10 minutes on it where at that point i didn't really care if he if he lived or died because i don't Whoa. i don't i didn't believe the central trauma of it okay if they if in the beginning of this movie they'd had the courage to make the grindhouse horror slasher movie that they promised to make because they made a freaking movie called Christmas Evil and that's a that's a pact with me okay, <laughs> okay. to deliver some things that they literally chickened out of doing because they were going to be too ta ta more tasteful than that well forgive me but i didn't show up here to get a, a, you know, a manners lesson and to sit here in a, at a nice dinner party. I came here to see a disgusting, ridiculous movie called Christmas Evil. Okay, if you're getting this angry about this, I cannot wait to hear you talking about Notting Hill. But not angry, not angry at all. <laughs> Loving every minute of it, full of joy and Christmas spirit. Um, all right, I'm going to throw some other scenes at you. Santa Claus lineup. Santa Claus lineup. Which San, which horror movie have we is which Santa horror movie are we talking about at this point? This Santa Claus. Oh, the Santa Claus lineup. This yes, another lineup. great another great movie. Another another great moment. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. That that's a that's really good. Okay. And and also the scene in which Bobby Lesser and the great Sam Gray appear. Um, uh, Sam Gray, who's the old disgruntled cop, who I had the the privilege of working with a couple of times. And Bobby, we both got to work with Bobby. Um, oh yeah, and well, there's I know like four people in this movie. It's crazy. Steve Mandillo, Steve Mandillo, uh, Peter Friedman, Peter Friedman, and uh, Ray Barry, uh, Rob, Rob Ari. Oh, and Rob Ari, Bob Ari is in it also. Ray Barry, but also Bob Ari. Oh, okay. It sounded like you've just corrected me no, with the I, name, I, but I'm I like... You, I thought you were mispronouncing <laughs> no. Rob Ari and then realized you were talking about Ray, <laughs> Raymond Barry, who's yes. in the movie, and Rob Ari. Who's oh, no, I didn't know about Rob Ari, no. Yeah, um, um, who, yeah who we know a bunch of people. Of yeah, A bunch of people in this movie, and it's so lovely to see. It's great to see Bobby Lesser. It's always great to see Bobby Lesser, but I mean, like, there we go. There we go. You've got the great Bobby Lesser. You've got Ray Barry, who's a great actor, in a scene together, and that's what we get. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I have, I I have to watch another crying breakdown, like acting class of this guy proving that he can go there to some unspecified place of I'm crazy for for like 20 minutes over and over again. But then I get to the cops, and we're just like, Hey, would you like a cup of coffee? We didn't get that guy yet. 
and we're out. Like, who who writes a script where we don't have any B story at all? Okay, all right, okay. Um, I mean, Taxi Driver had a whole, like, Jodie Foster storyline. The plot went somewhere, too, and we also had an exploration of the sky. Then here's what I think we need to do. I think you and I need to rewrite and remake this movie because I think there is a brilliant movie inside this movie. They already made it though. They made it with they made they made that movie with M and Taxi Driver and and you know, I mean but we could remake it if you want and to. And Ernest Ernest Saves Christmas is the in there. Um I think we should maybe think about like Scary Hanukkah, something less we Christmas has been done, so maybe like uh something about Hanukkah that's scary. Okay. Um let me see if there's other things I want to ask. Oh, uh who um who am I? Who are you in this movie? You are Peter Friedman. I'm Peter Friedman. Yeah. Okay, and who are you? Um uh who am i that's a really good question i I really always overthought who you were and um i think that i may be uh the crazy santa i think maybe that might be it is that right am i right well i had me down as sam gray the old disgruntled cop in, in, oh, the okay. with, in the scene with, with Bobby and Ray Barry. I keep on getting this wrong. I'm sorry. You're right. No, it's not wrong. We just have, we're just, you know, and I put you down as Jeffrey DeMond. I wanted an older brother. I wanted an older brother who was there for me. <laughs> I'll accept that. I'll accept that. I think what I'm stuck on is that, like, you know, in your older brother there, that's <laughs> I guess what I'm thinking of when I think about this is like back in the day when you and I were acting, we were much younger people. I don't, I don't and I think it. of I you as Peter Friedman's age from this, because that's when we were acting. Yeah, I yeah, I think maybe it back in the day I might have played that role, except when I was that age, I had more hair than Peter Friedman did. Um. I mean, you could have been, let's, if we go back further, I think you were a very good candidate for Moss Garcia, which is the worst name I've ever heard in a movie. <laughs> okay, so that's another scene. That scene creeped me out. With him hiding in the bushes. Oh, no. And scaring oh. the kid, and then the mom slapping the kid. I thought that was, it didn't scare me like in a horror slasher frightening movie i know but it creeped me out it seemed so psychologically damaging to this kid even more damaging than being named moss garcia moss garcia that did it though he was already crazy All this right. is after of course he 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 santa as santa does of course usually rub his face in mud and and then rub his face on the house of the child and um, I think this, the amazing thing about this moment to me is that it wasn't creepy. I watched this happen. 
And I went like, this is the only time in a movie this ever happened where I wouldn't be like, wow, that's pretty effed up. That's kind of creepy. That's messed up. What? And I didn't um, feel that. Let me ask you what you had for dinner before you watched this movie. No, that's not going to work. That's <laughs> not going to work. This movie doesn't have, th th this movie lacks a horror movie soul. It doesn't have, it doesn't have what I, what, you know, what I go to it necessarily for. And it didn't, it didn't replace that with something that I hadn't, I had never seen before. Okay. All right. Um, do I have anything else to ask you about here? To, so that I can be ridiculed and, and, uh, well, no, I mean, look, I appreciate you appreciate the fact that it starts with a citizen mm -hmm. Kane reference too. Like, yeah, I, I, I like that. That's cool. Put uh, some, Little homage to Psycho in the in the attack outside the church mm -hmm. with the cuts to the knife. I mean, the cuts to the axe. Um, quick yes. question. The axe, which makes it under the poster. Yes. Uh, quick question. The treatment of women in this movie. Problematic or a purposeful commentary? Problematic how? Well, in that they are they're they are not um they have no agency the women in this movie of their own they're they are they're less than they're they're very much second class citizens they're victims they're wives they're not active they're they're all passive and is that is that problematic or was that a a a because to me it fit in with the conscious choice of the portrait of the bleak worthless middle class world in which he lives um in which men are sort of breadwinners and bosses and active and women are passive and and moms and wives and 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 there's and nothing is as it should be well i nothing is as it should be i don't know what that means what do you mean nothing is as it should be in 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 the in the world that he wants where where people are good and happy because he doesn't understand the tune to which the world marches right um, I don't know. I it didn't occur. I mean, look, compared to a lot of a lot of horror movies and slasher movies, the women in this, you know, come off very well. Uh, considering you don't see them naked in showers or really anybody being murdered at all. Uh, like I said, there's nothing in here that you would like if you like slasher <laughs> horror movies. So I don't know, you know, I mean, I think that on a very esoteric level, like if you want to really nitpick and do a college course about it, I'm sure people would have a lot to say and complaints about how women are depicted in it. But, but literally Ooh, like, hold on, let me, let me pull that out of my, I have something stuck in my back. I have to pull it out. Uh, oh wait, I can't. <laughs> no, I mean like, Oh, I can't quite. Oh, got it. Uh, no, yeah. no. You, yeah, got you got, go back and listen to, Oh, I forgot. You don't listen to the episodes cause you can't stand the sound of your own voice, but you sound great <laughs> and you should listen. But, um, you know, I mean, listen to, uh, you know, you didn't, you didn't give, uh, uh, uh you didn't give, uh, black Christmas, a, a tumble. 
I, I tried to make a case for it and you weren't, you weren't having it. It's not, <laughs> I wasn't, you weren't stabbing me in the back, but I'm, I'm just like, no, it was the college. It was the college course reference, you know, that I'm being Mr. Oh, Oh, if you uh, want to be all erudite about well, it. Well, we look, we're both, we're both, you know, we're both teaching at colleges. So I, you know, I should watch myself, but no, I just did, you know, um, I don't, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't occur to me. I, I wasn't looking at it really through that lens and coming from 1980, in the you know low budge horror movie world i wasn't really expecting it to to look good through this lens i i guess the fact that it it didn't i didn't really know anything particularly misogynistic compared to most other horror movies that you could point at or that you could interpret that way i don't i have a kind of a different feeling about a lot of horror in that it's so you know, female driven, a, a lot of it, um, is, uh, is very, is very female oriented. And some of it is through the male gaze. And I understand that. I, I just did this, this, this movie just seemed, um, like if you wanted to really, um, go here, there's a movie called like Tony Monero that I saw that I would really recommend. Um, and you might see as a double bill with this, Tony Monero being the same kind of idea, except the guy is obsessed with Saturday Night Fever. Um, and um, it's a really, really dark, dark movie where this doesn't, to me, have the courage to be the movie it promises to be. Um, there are others that you could that you could see that that deliver that. But here I am promoting, you know, horrible, disgusting violence. Do you think there is anything and this occurred to me, and maybe I'm way, way off base. There were things about this movie that, you know, this movie was released in 1980, not too long after Son of Sam in New York City. I got and, a real Son and, of Sam feel, yeah. And that na that kind of neighborhood. Mm -hmm. uh, and he looked a little David Berkowitzy, you know, there I, were... I I totally feel you on that. Yeah. Okay. I'm not completely out of my mind. No, I I would bet that that was very conscious. I don't think anybody could be making anything like this film around that time in New York and not not be referencing it. And I did get that vibe from it. Okay. Um, I mean, look to to talk about the things I liked. I was like I said, I was surprised at the at the main character like gave me more of a more of a real character like uh, work on character and and try to be real with it that i appreciated his 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 work and him trying to do it um so i thought, I the, thought his I, effort to be santa when he was really being santa with the kids was was pretty fantastic i i i like the ideas i i don't i just don't think they ever really for me it just it was like i'm ahead of you man like i was i just felt like i was watching a, it was like a silent movie without without any of the beautiful imagery so it was just kind of like i get it you're gonna try to say merry christmas and ho 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 merry christmas and we're gonna sit here with you for three minutes while you try to say ho ho, ho merry christmas like santa and then we're gonna do that again in another scene i i didn't feel like they built on any of this they just made the same statement with him over and over again he's crazy he thinks he's santa <clears throat> he's he, you know what about the end tony is he santa <laughs> no but he's thelma or louise one of the two 
I think Louise. I think he's Thelma or Louise. He's uh, he's Thelma Ted or Louis. He's one of those. Right. The movie does end in a surprising homage to uh, what I would say would be an homage to um, uh, Repo Man. And you just see it and you'll know what I'm talking about. All right. Well, um, there you have it. I do you, thought... well, do you like, do you like, no, we're not done. I can't, oh. we can't be done. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going on the rack now. So I love, for instance, watching them solve some wonderful art direction problems. Like, well, it's July. How are we going to have a snow-covered hill? I have an idea. Let's get some white sheets with some cotton balls stapled to it and have a person roll down that like it's a snowy mountain. And that goes about as well as you'd expect. Okay. So I mean, look, you gotta, we gotta really be honest here about some of the things that happen. All right, keep going. What else? What, what else am I in trouble for? <laughs> no, I, you know, I mean, really, need we say more? But um, boy, I really thought I thought you were gonna love this movie and be so surprised that I did. I was, I was. Um, I thought we were going to have a love fest tonight. Yes, and I, and I, thought, I tried to I, I set know. it up at the beginning of the show. I tried to set you yeah, up. Yeah, like, I, I didn't know how you were. another one that you loved and that I hated. I didn't know how and, it was going to go down. And, well, this, uh, but this is very interesting and curious because, you know, the, you're right. I thought I, I thought I should love this. When it started, I'm like, oh, they're, re- they're going to try to do something. Although, we'll skip past the first three minutes, which isn't very good. It's not a very good... They don't make a case at all for him being crazy. Come on. That drives you crazy? That makes you crazy? Um, Maybe made you crazy. It made made me crazy. I think that if you, you know, if you took... if 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 you took... If you watched Woman Under the Influence... And then you immediately then watched, uh, you know, Maniac from 1980, directed by William Lustig. You'd get this, but you'd get a better version of it. By not having to watch it, which is really maybe the ideal scenario. Didn't mean to be hurtful. I'm just, I, I, I didn't. You liked this guy. That's the thing. Here we here it is. Here you is liked guess. this guy. There was a killer that I liked. You Just you felt like his, his the tune that he was trying to march to. You thought was a beautiful thing and if only the world could see it. And there we go. Just like in Kiss Me Deadly where mm. I, when I loved Ralph Meeker. Yeah. And 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 looked up yeah. to him. I so clearly there. It's me that there's I something wrong with. Didn't want to have anything to do with him from jump. I was I was I was I don't. I didn't want to hang out with the guy. Okay, but you like you supported I his. Hang, I I don't want to hang out with Travis Bickle either. But I I I sympathize with him. Okay. You know the 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 guy who wants uh, the damaged person who wants a better world. Oh, I got a sigh. 
I gotcha. No, what are you gonna do? I can't. I, there's nothing I can do to talk to you know your positivity. To an idiot like me. no, to your positivity, to your boundless. <laughs> no, no, I just don't want to be that the guy that's so dark that you have to. You don't want. You don't want to. To. Uh, you know, you you have a vision my of dream. Norman Rockwell, you know, fan, Fantasia of America, and and I I think that it's beautiful that he thought that that that's what he wanted. Um, his tune, I didn't really know what it was. He kept talking about it, but I'm like, I don't, I'm well, not hearing it. It wasn't his tune, though. It wasn't his tune. It was the world's tune that he couldn't hear. He couldn't figure out the notes of the real world, is what he was saying, I thought. Oh, okay. That I, I can't figure out the, the tune that everybody else is dancing to. I don't understand it. I can't figure out those notes. Well, what's fascinating is, of course, thematically how they music is so much a part of his life, and we see him trying to be a composer, and it doesn't work, and the tune, the melody of life, he's missing. I maybe buy it more if music maybe was mentioned, but it's not. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And uh, next week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all I'm saying is just more bigger body count, more scares, more thrills, more make me more nervous about staying up late at night and seeing this. Should I do it? Should I do it? Yeah, this one's no, like I you should. This is good for you. He's I get acting. that. It, it 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 is not that movie if that's what it's promising to be. Um, but I early on accepted that it wasn't going to be that movie. That it was going to be a bizarre character study, and that that surprised me. And I went along for. Here it comes. I went along for the sleigh ride. Not a lot of slaying. That's all I'm saying. E-I-G-H. E-I-G-H. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Isn't that another movie? Sleigh ride? SLA? Oh, I'm sure it is. It's gotta be. I think what it boils down to is that holiday-themed horror movies pretty much stopped with Black Christmas for me, and the rest of them are like, I, they're fine. They're, they're whatever. Really? Okay. I have not been crazy about them. I mean, I I admittedly love Black Christmas. I'm not. Um, this movie would have to have been truly disgusting for me to think it could succeed at being a horror Christmas movie. Well, you haven't read my the script for my uh, holiday themed uh, horror movie. No. Uh, yeah. Is it starring Yul Brenner? Uh, no, it's it's called Memorial Day. Um, okay. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are, what are other holidays we could do? You know, they're pretty much taken most they're of them. I mean, I think yeah. uh, we've got like I don't know if President's Day has been taken. Uh, President's Day. Um, but you know, Valentine's Day. Uh, Groundhog Day. They made a movie. Groundhog Day. Was that a horror movie? Or I'm sure it's a horror movie to you. It could be a horror. No, I love Groundhog Day. Oh, okay. I love it. I think. Oh, I think Groundhog Day. Is Arbor Day. Brilliant. Arbor Day would be a good. Arbor Day would be a great horror movie. A tree surgeon who goes crazy. Yeah. That's for actually write it down, folks. This is free. Next twenty minutes, I no one's going to have a case against you if you just take that and run with it. After twenty minutes, lawyers will be involved. Yeah. Arbor Day. Wow. Limb by limb. He's taking over the town limb by limb. Ah, uh, yeah. 
he's getting to the root of the problem. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. And and it'll have and it'll have a, a co-ed on on the poster screaming, Leave me alone. Right. <laughs> Which is something they could have done for this film and it might have improved might have improved things. You know, the uh the killers in, in uh, Arbor Day are all branch Davidians. Oh, seriously. <laughs> it's the puns they will not stop. They all cannot right, stop. So I think we've uh, we've done our post mortem on, um, on. We disagreed. Uh, Christmas evil. A couple of questions though. Um, my the ver- the copy that I watched on Tubi, because um, that's where it was available to me, uh, was actually called um, "You Better Watch Out." Was the title of the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's it's. Uh... It, it Maybe we never... watch different movies. Maybe that's what the problem is here that we're talking no, about. No, the chimney scene. We both saw that. Okay. And were there weird cuts in yours after Santa disappeared at the beginning? You after mean the... poor editing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, moving right along. <laughs> moving right along. Uh, next week, we are discussing alien party crashers. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, uh, including where people can can see it? Um, okay, next week we're seeing, as Matthew said, alien party crashers, which is um, it's a bit of a a cheat because it's not really a review show because i had something to do with the film um it was oh uh, i'll i'll review it well i'm sure you will but we're going to be having um a guest on the show as well the director and writer then i will lie and one of the stars of the movie uh our own uh, our, our own family member here at, at arkin brothers maple dragon maple uh, Peter- dragon who oh maple dragon if you're listening um i was blocking uh love face xyz uh, who has been posting copiously, and I may have accidentally blocked you as well. And if I did, that was an accident. Okay. Um, well, that would be, you know, that might be because he's writing terribly uh, disgusting, sexist no, things. No, I, I just do- clicked I, I when I, I clicked when I didn't mean to. Because okay. Love face X Y Z is posting disgusting things on our feed. I wish I was getting those, but you're not sending those to me. Um, so, uh, so next week we're going to be uh, rev- we're talking with him about his movie Alien Party Crashers, which is available to rent on Amazon, and um, I believe maybe a couple of other places. But I should find that out. We'll put that out on social so people can make sure to see it. But I know it's on Amazon. Um, if you're in the UK. The movie might be called Canaries because that was what it was initially called, and uh, the name was changed here in the states. So, and it is a a uh, New Year's Eve horror movie. It is, yeah, it is a New Year's Eve uh, uh, sci-fi horror comedy. Um, it's uh, Peter would call it Wel- Welsh exploitation because it was shot and made in Wales with a Welsh cast primarily, and. Um, I, I have the good fortune to uh, to edit the movie. He he um, approached me to to be the editor, and I did. And it was the first uh, f- feature sci-fi horror movie I I ever cut. 
Um, and it was a lot of fun. And the movie um, did really well on the indie circuit, on the um, festival circuit. And um, and um, it's got a loyal, growing uh, following. So anyway, uh, Peter's going to, we're going to do a, a interview with him. We might have to do a pre-record just because he's in the UK right now. And we'll figure that out. But that'll be next week. Right. So next week, it may not be a live show, but it will drop at the usual time. So you'll be able to watch it and listen just as you are now. So ne- so watch Alien Party Crashers, or if you're abroad or in the UK, watch Canaries. So you can, uh, because as you know, we do spoilers. Uh, subscribe, like this video. Um, like us, please like us. Do what you can there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we don't make it easy, I know. but we... <laughs> No, we don't at all. Um, but uh, we appreciate uh, you being here. Tell your families, tell your friends. Have a great, um, safe holiday, whatever you celebrate. And uh, we will see you before the new year. Looking forward to it. Good night. Good night, buddy. You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to arkinbros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know.